They got this far and they couldn't pass the next intelligence test. Logically, there must be one. Play the contest again. Time. Throughout this game, you have spent a great deal of trouble in trying to break my concentration, and it's very unlikely that you will succeed now. Genius. Ladies and gentlemen, you may notice that uh, one of us is not Ed Stradling. He could not be here today because he is frantically working on the video that is part, going to be part of the closing ceremonies this afternoon, uh, or something similar. So in his stead, I am Chip. I am the host of the Two Minute Time Lord podcast. Thank you for that artificial and completely insincere adulation. I will take it anyway. Let me also introduce to my right the gentle giant himself from Radio Free Scarrow, Chris Burgess, our scorekeeper and enforcer. Two years ago, at an autograph table uh, downstairs at the dawn of the millennium, no, at the, de at the dead of the dawn and Sunday morning, the Oodcast and the Doctor Who podcast waged war. <laughs> and if, you, uh, if, if, if you're talking about the Battle of Berlin, uh, not, not the Battle of Berlin, the Battle of Britain, um, the Doctor Who podcast lost. So we were French, were we? Yes, right. yes. <laughs> that made absolutely no sense. That made absolutely no sense. Anyway, the dude cast completely depanced the Doctor Who podcast, and they have demanded a rematch, and that is what we are here for today. To my left, let us introduce the defending champions, the Oodcast. cast. Oods, who are you? Hello, my name is Laura. <laughs> my name's Chris uh, Sigma. My name's Andy. Just, wow, making make me look it. And my name is Chris Alpha. That was very <laughs> um, I will point out for, for the record that uh, Chris Alpha, you are the closest to the portable recording device. Oh my goodness. Ooh. Shall we? Ooh. We have a um, we have a, somebody who has just come in and maybe pressed into service. <laughs> Andrew, do you want to help Quizmaster? What's that? Have you not checked your tweets? <laughs> Andrew Smith. In penance for giving us Adric, he gets, uh... <laughs> he will be the quiz master, and he will help out with uh, quiz questions that he is absolutely reading for the first time right now. I keep it a heckle. All right. Here are, the, here are the rules of this quiz. Um, there are going to be... Oh, wait a minute. I have Do you not want to know who we are? Yes. Well, this process of elimination. <laughs> we are the losers. <laughs> I'm James. I'm Luke of Tmudwup, and I'm their ringer. <laughs> I'm Ian. And I'm Michelle. 
And now that we have staggeringly inefficiently introduced ourselves, let me present to you the format of the quiz. We have three rounds. We have eight questions in each round. Each question will be delivered to uh, an individual. Uh, an, an individual. They will be given the chance to answer the question on behalf of their team. If they answer it correctly, three points to the team. If they need help from their teammates, two points to the team. And if they are completely hapless, they will throw it to you, the audience. We have multiple choice options. We will toss, well, we will holler out the four options. The audience will answer to the best of their ability. And if the audience fails to answer this question correctly, you're all very, very sad. <laughs> I will help Andrew, since he is just now seeing not only the questions, but hearing the rules. <laughs> but he will present the questions. There, is a, there are questions one through eight. We will start with the um, challengers. And we will start from the right, from my right. We'll start with Melissa. We'll work our way this way. Michelle, don't you listen to our show, Chip? <laughs> of course I do, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Michelle, quest pick a question from one through eight. And this first round covers Doctor Who in the 60s and 70s. Well, I want you to know that I have been prepping for this quiz. In fact, I spent time prepping last night, and I have my notes right here. Uh, I have one through ten ways to say I don't know. Pick a language. Pick a language. <laughs> okay, you said one through eight. Questions one through eight. Oh, let's start with number one. Okay, question number one. On what day of the week did An Unearthly Child episode one first screen? What day of the uh, well, week? I, I, I've got to give you options. No, 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 no. no. All right. Okay. The options are for the audience. Well, I assume there's only oh. seven options. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's what you so, know. So if I, understand, if I understand correctly, if I answer it correctly, we get three points. Correct. If I answer it incorrectly, we get no points because I've blown the question. And it gets passed over. That is correct. <laughs> Or you can ask for help from your team for fewer points. Would it have been Saturday? <laughs> it might have been. You've got a one in seven chance of being. I know, I know. That's is, that, is that your answer? Yeah, it is. Three? Correct. Correct. <laughs> and you are most welcome. <laughs> All right. Okay, we go. Uh, Ian. Okay. Uh, so, oh, yeah, pick a number for one to eight, sorry. Um, on to number two, then. You want me to take number two? No, no, You're going to no, steer no, me no. in the direction of a back question? up to you. I'll take number four, please. Number four. Uh, when the Doctor is returned to Earth by the Time Lords at the end of the Clause of Axos... <laughs> when the Doctor what? is returned to Earth by the Time... I'll just, I'll just read this out loud. When the Doctor is returned to Earth by the Time Lords at the end of the Clause of Axos, what children's toy... Does he liken himself to? Um, do you need these? I might, I might well do, yeah. Um, I don't remember the Time Lord doing that in the Clause of Axos, so I'm going to throw this over to my team. It's a yo-yo. A yo-yo is the correct answer. <laughs> sorry. You know that one, sorry. Um, 
a galactic yo-yo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Luke. Um, seven, please. <clears throat> Number seven. The Macra Terror, screened in March, April of 1967. When was the novelisation written by Ian Stewart Black finally published in hardback form? <laughs> Month... <laughs> Month and year. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> who, who wrote these? Managed to pick the. Oh. Month and year. But it's it's got the neon logo, so it must be pre nineteen eighty seven. Um, month as well. Month as well. Month as well. February nineteen eighty five. February 1985. It's just a guess. It's it, wrong. <laughs> it has been thrown over to the entire team of Oods for one point. <laughs> Can I? I'll just say as well. It, it's not February. It's not 1985. Right. Ah. <laughs> uh, Don Andy, just say something. Yeah. Uh, June 1984. No. <laughs> Let us bring the options just for grins. Let's bring it to the audience. Does anybody automatically know it? There was a hand. There was a hand. There was a hand. <laughs> you, raised, you raised your hand. Let's have a crack at the Jeez. year. Let's have a crack at the year. 1983, no. No. There comes a point where we just made a year. 1982, no. Oh, hang on. Wait, oh, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> Well, because this is the this is the options, isn't it? The multiple choice. Yes. Right. It's June 1987, June 1986, oh. July 1987, or June 1986. <laughs> James. Uh, uh, number three, please. Number three. Yeah. How many episodes of The Ark are currently missing from the BBC archives? The Ark? None. Yeah. Is the correct answer. Alright, so the, the Doctor Who podcast has amassed eight points and it's now time for the Oods. And Laura Sigma. <laughs> Can I have a two, please? We got, uh, we got two. Yes, five, two. Six and eight left. Two. Question number two. Name two of the individual episode titles for episodes one and three for the story The Reign of Terror. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do any of them have Chris Freckleston in them? <laughs> um, I'm going to have to confer because I think this panel should really have been named The Massacre rather than The Greatest Crusade. <laughs> and I only just found out that that was an episode before coming on stage. So it gives you an idea of where I'm coming from. Guys, help me out here. You're whispering. Mumble, this is mumble. not good radio. Alright, <laughs> oh, oh, I'll, be, I'll be actually say all the conferring into the mic. Yes, okay. that's what he's Otherwise, uh, it's quite boring. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, 
Could we have a crash soon? Wait, one? So what does everyone think of the audience? <laughs> I like them. Can, can we just mention, this might help, we, we, we know the answer to this. <laughs> that, does, that actually doesn't Andy, help. Andy, do you know? No. Then we're going to open to the audience. Yes. Okay, and uh, right, the multiple choice here is... Uh, not, does it not come to us no, first? No. no. Audience gets a chance yeah. at a point. Listen to uh, rules, Luke. <laughs> order, order. Right. It, it, option A, a land of fear and hidden danger. Option B, a change of identity and sentence of death. Option C, a land of fear and a change of identity. Or D, guests of Madame Guillotine and sentence of death. Oh, I like that. A, B, C, or D. All in favour of A, raise your hand. All in favour of B, raise your hand. All in favor of C, raise your hand. All in favor of D, raise your hand. Ooh. Oods. Oods, make your pick. C. 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 We're gonna C. C. Is the correct answer. The audience has been good for one point. Good. Very good. Good one, Andy. Not good. Good. Very good. Chris, it'll be rude. Number eight, please. Number eight. In the Crusade, what royal title does uh, Ian give himself in his attempt to free the Doctor? I'm afraid I don't know. Um, I'm going to uh, confer with my team. I'm sorry, what was the question? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> We're like a coiled spring. <laughs> in the Crusade, what royal title does Ian give himself in his attempt to free the Doctor? Royal title. That's just a minor aristocrat. <laughs> <laughs> You're still mumbling. Presumably a prince of something. We don't know that, do we? No, we don't. Over to the audience again. <laughs> right, the options are. This lady in call of herself. Sorry? Knight of Jota. Is that a kind of orange? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're thinking of Aladdin, maybe. Oh, Jafar. Knight of Jafar. Knight of Jafar. Knight of Jafar. You're taking that? Yes. You're taking that? Without them getting the options? Yes. It's the wrong answer. Oh, no. It's that it was Sir Ian of Jaffa. Oh, uh, Knight of Jaffa. But we knew Knight that. Jaffa, I think was the answer to us. knowledge. Dude, dear. of Jaffa, wouldn't it? I think the episode title was Knight of Jaffa, wasn't it? Yes. Sir Ian of Jaffa. We don't mind. <laughs> it's all right. So, it's very good. It's very good. Don't be destroyed. Don't worry. Your pain is okay. <laughs> Next. Is that me? Yes. Hi. Option, Hi uh, five, five or six, Andy. Five, please. Question five. What village is located near the Priory that four scientists are using as their base of operations in the image of the Fendal? Village. Oh. I'm going to go... Oh, God, don't hate me if it's wrong. We won't. We really won't. <laughs> <laughs> is it Thatch? That is so Thatch. <laughs> Mingo's reference there, everyone. Fetch. Fetch. F-E-T-C-H. See, there you're thinking of village, you're thinking of roofs. What you should have been thinking of. They did the opportunity to... Oh. He goes over. Oh. He goes over. As the last one. It's the wrong answer. Right. DWP? Go on. 
think it's Fetchborough. Is the correct answer. Oh. 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 Which leaves question number six. Yes, I'll have that one, please. <laughs> How does the Doctor round up the mandrels roaming the spaceship Hecate in the story Nightmare of Eden? I can say now that I'm going to confer with my team. <laughs> I do know this. Like, what's the answer? He's blowing <laughs> say, say it into the microphone, then they'll know what you're saying. Okay. He's blowing into K9's dog whistle. Is the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's joy be unconfined, is the correct answer. Yeah. Okay, so at the end of round one, we have four points for the Oods and nine points for the Twits. <laughs> Come on! And now we go into round two. The song which, round. Which covers, <laughs> which covers the, the 80s and the 90s. There will be no singing. <laughs> However, if you were lucky enough to get their CD today, are we start same sequence? We started with Michelle. Why don't we start from the other side since they, since they did so poorly? Yes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Chris Alpha, pick a number from one to eight. Uh, I'll have eight, please. Number eight for Chris. State to the nearest number without going over. I'm wondering what's coming as well. The, the amount of days between the... Well, okay. The amount of days between the last episode of Survival in the UK and the screening of the 1996 telly movie in the UK. Okay. This is, a, this is a question out of a twisted mind. That's Trevor. We know Trevor, yeah. How precise does it have to be? Without going over... State to the nearest number without going over the amount of days between the last episode of Survival and the screening of the 1996 movie. Um, give me a number and I'll think about it. <laughs> okay, so. Six times three hundred. I'm not allowed to. I'll tell you what, if you, if you give me a number between the correct number and the next lowest, that'll be the correct answer. Okay. <laughs> this might take a while. <laughs> I'll, I'll confer with my team then. Survival was December 1989. Yeah. And the TV movie was what? It's at least uh, 1996. Yeah. Okay, so December 1990 is 12, 24, 36. I'm just saying numbers now. Uh, <laughs> 16, that is. That's months, we want days. Well, it's six... Can we get times by... No, we can't. Oh, no. It's, it's six years and three months. So six times 365. Could we have a pen and paper? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll tell you what. Should we throw it open to the audience and we can get our four... If we have pen and paper, then we don't have to... No, no, we're not going to no. do that. Oh. Calculator! <laughs> we're just going to look at this calculator for a second. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sarah Scrivano providing technical assistance to the Oods. Do not use the answer. Six times three six. And then it's not exactly that. And then plus another three months. So another nine. This is fascinating television radio. No, no, plus 90. Plus 90. 2,280. No. 
Yep. <laughs> we just need to be closer, don't we? We don't need to get it absolutely right. Oh, they're making up the rules, no? <laughs> I was listening to the question. What was, how was the question worded? Stick to the nearest number without... I'll tell you what, stick to the nearest number without going over the amount of days between the last episode of Survival on the screen of the 1996 okay. movie. To the nearest number would be one number before. Yeah, I was just yes. going to say that. Right. So, up to the beginning of May, we've got that many days. How, what, what but if, if it's more than what, what they said, we haven't got over, don't we win the point? It's wibbly wobbly wibbly. Okay. <laughs> if you can give me a number, I think, it's, I think it was a finger. Right. I've got four numbers. Okay, I, I'm going for 2,351. Dear God. It, oh, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Are we talking about including the day of broadcast or not? In, in which case, how did he do that? In which case, uh, two thousand three. It's not right, but how did he do that? Well, we've got one here, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. It's a wrong answer. <laughs> it specifically though, is a wrong answer. If you'd said two thousand three hundred fifty-two, I'd have given it to you. It's the correct answer is two thousand three hundred and sixty-four. Two thousand three hundred and fifty-one is the number for the U.S. screening. Ladies and gentlemen, we have just seen conclusively proven that Luke Harrison is a mutant. Buddies are mutants. How much you think is? Next, with number eight, got it's. I know round two syndicate's been going forever, but we've only had one question. Go on. Six, please. Question number six, name the director of the 1981 story, The Keeper of Tracking. Ah. Uh, John Black? John Black mm. is the correct answer. Yeah! <laughs> uh, one. Go on. Uh, sorry, no, question one? Yes, please. How did the Eighth Doctor show Grace the effects of the opening of the Eye of Harmony? He pushed a window and his hand went through. Oh, wait, he kind of flexed, sorry. Well, he passed through a glass window without shattering it. Correct answer. <laughs> Laura. Uh, which one looks the friendliest? <laughs> They're all pretty mean, to be honest with you. Oh, good. And none of them have Christopher Eccleston in them. Drats. Although, you know. Five. We all know. Question yes, five. we all know. Name Christopher H. Bidmead's first and last stories, which he contributed to making 80s televised Doctor Who. I, I think I slept through most of them. Did anybody else wake up? No. Sorry, was, uh, was I've got, I'm going to repeat the question. Name Christopher H. Bidmead's first and last stories in which he contributed to making 80s televised Doctor Who. Oh, right. Are you conferring or are you going Yeah, you know, I think I, I must because all I know about him is he looks a little bit like a friendly version of Terry Pratchett. Pratchett yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay. Perhaps it looks friendly. Mm. Yes, but not as friendly as Christopher Bidmead. Plus, Bidmead, um, Chris, best, best Bidmead. name ever. Chris, <laughs> this is Christopher Mead, by the way, in, in real life. I did used to have Castor Balva on target, and I used to put my thumb over the bin. Bit. Yeah, I, I wrote this. <laughs> Why would you say that? Well, I hadn't read it. Oh. Um, right. <laughs> Let's pass over to the intelligent part of our team. So it, it's Christopher H. Bidmead's co- televised contribution to Doctor Who in the 80s. The answer has got to be Legopolis and Frontius. It's the wrong answer. Oh. Uh, and then we pass over to DWP. Um, oh. He script edited from the Leisure Hive, so it's the Leisure Hive through oh. to Frontius. Is the correct answer. Do I detect a theme here with the DWP stealing, que- stealing answers and the same person giving the answer every time? <laughs> I believe Luke he... hasn't got a clue, so we kind of whisper the answers just so that he can you know, feel like he's contributing. We do exactly the same thing with Andy, so we're, we're happy. <laughs> Two, okay. three, four, and seven. James. Oh. Two, please. Question two. In Revelation of the Daleks, what item of the Doctors did Perry break? Number three, please. A <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <The> statue. <laughs> no, it's not. The item of the Doctors. You don't help yourself, do you? No, no, no. no. Wasn't it, was oh. that an answer? That was an answer, and it was the wrong answer. It wasn't it's an answer. answer. Does it help to tell you that we know the answer? It's our turn. No? Well, you've got your opportunity now, because statue wall is the wrong answer. It was the Doctor's pocket watch. It was the Doctor's pocket watch. <laughs> Not as we... <laughs> Not as we were led to believe his testicles. Yeah, right. <laughs> Look, you haven't seen that? No. <laughs> uh, Luke, you have uh, questions three, four, or seven. I, I went for seven last time, didn't I? And it didn't do me any good. It's the only one you haven't got. Yeah. Um, I'm asking the question. No, let's go for seven again. Question, question seven. Name the space station that the Doctor and Jamie and the Doctor and Perry land on in the first episode of The Two Doctors. Mm. <laughs> Number seven is really working out for you, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is cri- Can we agree to leave that one for Luke? <clears throat> Space Station J7. Where the hell does that come from? No, wrong. <laughs> no? And once again, the DWP <sighs> sacrificed their opportunity to talk to the team. <laughs> well, I thought I knew it. Clearly, I didn't. Clearly, you thought so. Clearly, you were wrong. <laughs> we don't know. We're not allowed to ask the audience when it's not a question, are we? No. Okay, we don't know. Sorry. Audience? Sorry? Oh, they well, just opened up. Does anyone since, since nobody can get a point, it's. Chimera. <laughs> <laughs> As the audience member holds up the DVD cover of the episode in question and has just answered with the flavor text. 
And Luke thinks, I wish I'd thought of that. Right. <laughs> Ian, question uh, three or question four? I'll have a pee pee, Bob. Uh, three. Question three. Which season of Doctor Who began in 1980? Season. Um, what is it for this season? Oh dear. I'm going to throw this to the team. <laughs> <laughs> 18. Season 18. Season 18. What a cracking season that was as well. That's a correct answer. Four. <laughs> Seriously, so it's the only one that's left. Question four for Michelle. How many Dalek stories were transmitted in the 80s era of Doctor Who? Trevor helpfully adds, for the purposes of this question, a Dalek story is only counted if they are the principal villains. So how many Dalek stories transmitted in the 1980s? Everyone in the audience is doing this. <laughs> I, I could risk this, but I think, audience, give me a number between 1 and 10. No, 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 no this has nothing to do with your question. 3? 4. Okay, number 4 is, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> It was three. Three stories is correct. Resurrection, revelation, and remembrance. She never said she was conferring for, with her teammates, so that would be yeah. Wow. Oh. Uh, and that's the end of that round. The end of round two, 80s and 90s, and the DWP, or the DWIP, is at 16 points, and the Oods are at 11. Oh, Round three. And you have no mm -hmm. chance. <laughs> it's all about. Oh, that's right. It's about 2005. You have no chance. <laughs> it's all looking a bit gloomier for the uh, Doctor Who podcast, but here we go. 2005 onwards. Michelle, a number between one and eight, please. I know it is. It is. If you go to if you go to your list there, <laughs> your list of options for I don't know. <laughs> Let's try number seven. Oh! <laughs> I wanted that for third time lucky. <laughs> I'm saving Luke from himself. <laughs> I'd like to look at Luke's face as I read this out. Actually, let's just see how he feels about it. But number seven, in the unicorn and the wasp. <laughs> What event does Donna think is as unlikely as meeting Agatha Christie would be? There is a child in the back of the row going like this. Hand over his mouth. Don't do it. That's what I did. Does this mean Trev watched the unicorn watched again? Okay, audience, the number between one and ten. <laughs> Seven, oh, seven. Seven is, I can't recall. <laughs> so I am going to my team. Okay. What is it unlikely as meeting Agatha Christie would be, according to Donna? Talk among yourselves. 
There's a great. Oh, it's yes. 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 This is so confident. I, I believe it is when someone asked if Donna was uh, in a relationship with the doctor, and she said, "No, that's not ever going to happen." That may well have happened, but it's totally uh, irrelevant to the question. Uh, so that's a wrong answer. Good. Well, Laura just whispered, "Is it? What were you? Well, you said." No, but that's the same answer, isn't it? This is an answer, but I just is thought it, you'd like to I, hear I this. I just wondered if it was them boffing. <laughs> but that's boffing. what they said. Do you, you have any Saturday tea time telly, boffing. <laughs> it was the most euthanistic term I could think of at this point. <laughs> what did Donna say then? Shagging? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a don't know? I think we should pass it over to that guy. Yes! Girl! Girl! Oh, sorry, children in the audience! Oh, sorry, sorry. Awesome <laughs> earrings. Oh! It's been correct, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that answer? <laughs> the answer is meeting Charles Dickens surrounded by ghosts at Christmas. <laughs> and I shall now moderate my language. I'm very embarrassed. Sorry about that. Uh, it's America. It, it, yes. it, 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 it means dancing in America. Uh-huh. It's not even a euphemism. <laughs> uh, Ian, question please between one and eight, but not number seven. Number four, please. Number four. The 2012 Christmas special, The Snowmen, featured two very special guest stars. Name them. Uh, Neve McIntosh and Dan Starkey. No, 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 no. Yes, absolutely. It's not those special ones. They're not. No. Are you going to confirm before you say it? No, not the special ones. McKellen to you. Don't you mean Knight Ian McKellen? Oh. Well done. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Fist bumps everywhere, even from the audience. This is lovely. Uh, Luke, you've got a choice of one, two, three, five, six, or seven A. <laughs> That's the uh, the first four parts of a trial of a time lord, mysterious planet. Seven um, A, please. Seven uh, A. Seven A. What was showrunner Stephen Moffat's first writing contribution to the new Doctor Who? That? Uh, that was the Empty Child <sighs> Doctor Dances. It certainly was. Yeah. And James, no. Oh, what we got left? <laughs> 
One, two, three, five, and six. Number five, please. Question number five. In the credits listing for The End of Time, part one and two, for what character is the actor Timothy Dalton credited as playing? <laughs> now, I have deleted both of those episodes from my mind, but was it not... Well, it was... It was Rassilon. But was, was there a title as well? <laughs> Pick one. How was he, how was he credited? I don't know. Lord Rass... L- 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 <laughs> absolutely right. You've deleted yes. it. No. no absolutely no, right. You've, I'm being clever. Oh, I'm sorry. Absolutely right. <laughs> Thank you for pointing it out, though. You've deleted it from your memory. That's okay. the wrong answer. I believe Good it's guess. the narrator. I'll let you have that. Yeah, the narrator and Lord President. Um, Laura now. I did something. <laughs> One, two, three, or six. Six. <laughs> Mr. Pertwee, is that you? I very much so. Uh, in Amy's Choice, the Dream Lord teases the Doctor about his relationship with a famous British monarch. What is the name of this monarch? What? Was <laughs> guys? Was it good Queen Bess? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the correct answer is in bold. Usually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Because <laughs> I don't think it was either Prince Charles the First, Princess Anne, or the Queen Mother. But, uh, <laughs> thanks, Trevor. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> One through three. Three, um, three, please. Question three. Torchwood has a running theme throughout the second series of New Doctor Who. What was the first second season story to mention it? Um, Tooth and Claw. Is a correct answer. <laughs> I have an announcement to make. No. <laughs> <laughs> These two teams are now tied. Oh, no. How did that happen? <laughs> We're both as bad as each other. No, that's no. why. <laughs> I've just read these one two. Or two. Oh, oh, my word. Right. <clears throat> two, question two. one or question two. two? Question two. Two, please. In the 2005 Children the Need special, where does the Doctor state he has discovered a mole? Please. <laughs> I am confident about this. I just told him we could confer. It's okay. in, it's on his back. Well, it is, well, I'm not going to accept that. What? I need something more specific. How, how did he describe it? I'll give you another go at it. No, 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 no. I will. Uh, I'll give you another opportunity. To provide more detail. So if it's not, it's, it's, it's his shoulder, shoulder blades. Yes. Is it? Mm. Oh, okay. Between his shoulder blades. That is your back, though, isn't it? it? Is, yeah. but it's less, more specific than just saying back. Okay. You could have just said body, and that would have been. <laughs> Between his shoulder blades is the correct answer. <laughs> now, that was uh, that was uh, consultation. So I would, I am going to rule that that is not a three-point, but a two-point win. Mm-hmm. 
bring us to the <laughs> final question. What was the UK screening date for the ninth Doctor story, Father's Day, written by Paul Cornell? Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to confer because I'm not totally sure. I think the best thing to do would be spread to the audience, hide mind, otherwise we're just shooting in the dark, can't we? Yeah, I okay. Do, I do think I know it, but I, th I agree with Sigma. Okay, <laughs> we'll throw it to the audience then, please. Okay, the four options are the 7th of May 2005, the 14th of May 2005, the 21st of May, basically they're all dates in May 2005, is it the 7th, the 14th, the 21st, or the 28th? <laughs> so uh, we'll take a, a vote. Who thinks the 7th? 28th. <laughs> Who think? Hands up for the 14th. Hands up for the 21st. Hands up for the 28th. Good cast, you don't need to go with it. Well, you do need to go with one of those, but. <laughs> <laughs> We'll go with D. C. D. Wrong, but what? for the loveliest of reasons. The No, well, they chose wrong for points. They chose wrong. Oh, well, there you go. DWP. You're left with the 7th, 14th, or 21st of May. Okay, so, so Rose was on the 26th of March. So. Seven weeks from then is Father's Day. We're going to need a calculator. Uh, no, no, no. No, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no, it's okay. So that means that End of the World was on the 2nd of April, right? Am I counting right? Have you taken into account the faces of the moon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then, then we've got Unquiet Days on the 9th, Ends of London on the 16th, World War Three on the 23rd. Yes. Uh, Dalek on the 30th of April, so the 14th of uh, May would be Father's Day, because Long Game was on the 7th. Okay, and it wasn't that the quite the astonishing how you worked that out and still got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the 7th of May. What, what, so there was a gap in transmission. Oh yeah, of course there was. What a Eurovision song contest! <laughs> 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 well, at the close of this amazingly rigorous, well-managed, thoughtfully constructed quiz between the Oodcast and the Dwip, we have 19 points for the Doctor Who podcast, 21 points for the Oodcast. <laughs> Send your cards and letters to Trevor at thedoctorwhopodcast.com, which is also the feed that you will find this uh, podcast, this uh, quiz on eventually, if uh, Trevor is... Uh, That's what you think. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to give our well, very warm round of applause to Andrew Smith, our quiz master. <laughs> to Chris Burgess, our almost bailiff. <laughs> And to our participants and to our audience, thank you all very much. And the opening and the closing ceremonies are that way. Thank you. Thank you.